You're listening to Habs Culture, a Montreal Canadiens podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Habs Culture and on Twitter at Habs underscore culture to stay on track with news and updates. Episode 22 of the Habs Culture podcast. My name is Mark Anthony Bertaggia. I'm alongside Justin Schwartz. Uh, Seattle has their team. They drafted their team Wednesday night. Was it Wednesday? Wednesday night, Wednesday correct. Night. Correct. Wednesday night, they drafted their team. Um, our last episode, we did a preview and guessed who we would take. Not even close. Yeah, we, we screwed it up. We know we, like, we know we did. But I think they also but screwed But they also up. screwed it up. Well, well, in our eyes. Yeah, we're not general managers here, but I think there was... I'll put it in simple terms, there was a missed opportunity, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. With that team. And you know what? I didn't watch it, but I didn't need to watch it to know who the picks were beforehand. Oh, easily the biggest waste of an hour and a half of my life. Yeah, and you know, it's kind of disappointing because from what I remember, I watched the Vegas expansion draft and I don't remember vividly there being as many spoilers. Apparently we knew. Did we? Elliot Friedman emphasized the point that everyone knew Vegas' team, but were so distracted by Vegas, you know, because they did that huge show. Right. It was right after the NHL Awards that people didn't realize hmm. or don't remember at least. Right. Okay. But this was embarrassing. This was no, but really this one was this one was weird because it was to the point where it was like there was, and, and I say this seriously, that there was legitimately no point in even watching. Oh, there wasn't at all. Missed opportunity by the NHL. And I think they lost a lot of money because of it too, right? Could you imagine? Not as many people are tuning in. Exactly. Could you imagine if no one knew if Carey Price was going to be taken or not? It would have been... The suspense? Oh my God. Huge missed opportunity yeah, though. Yeah, huge missed sure. opportunity by the league. So since we're talking about that, we'll start off with the winners and losers of the expansion draft. Sure. And we'll start off with the losers since we just mentioned one. Yeah, so Mark mentioned this to me before, but the NHL, absolutely. Biggest losers. Biggest losers of the expansion draft. And it was like very cringe. I didn't even see it. I didn't even need to see it. Dominic Moore. Remember him? Yeah, I do. Played for the Habs. Habs. Yeah. Yeah. Former Ranger. He was a co-host with some guy who had no idea who he was from NHL Network. Or maybe ESPN because I know they're running the show now. Mm -hmm. Super cringe. They were like making fun of teams. Making fun of the Sabres. I I, I heard about that. Like just get on with it. Yeah. Right. Anyways. And like they couldn't, the interviews are super awkward. Well, anyways, mm-hmm. missed opportunity by NHL. Could have been cool, but it was awkward instead. Right. For sure. But let's talk hockey here. Their let's team. I just think that there were players that they could have taken that were low risk, high reward, and they didn't. Oh, many too. Or sorry, high risk, high reward, but like one year deal. So like right. kind of low risk. But. We talked about a couple of them, and one of them being Jonathan Drouin, right? Yeah. Two years left on his contract at, correct me if I'm wrong, it's but 26, two, right? yeah, two years left at $5.5 million. And correct me if I'm wrong, is he 26 years old? He's 26 years old, yeah, so two years. So with that being said, I mean, like I said last episode, you take him, he doesn't pan out, you have two years left at five and a half, and then he's gone. Mm-hmm. If he pans out, he is a top six forward. Yeah, easy. I didn't get, and you know what? Don't get me wrong. I think Kale Fleury is an unbelievable talent, 
and will would have slotted into the Habs top six, even potentially top four at one point. Yeah. But you got you got to deal with certain consequences, and in this case, they did. But another player like that would have been Max Domi, right? Yeah, fairly Max cheap Domi. contract, mm-hmm. young player, one year left, and he's proven to put up points before. And this would be a full full on fresh start with a completely new coach and a completely mm-hmm. new management. I don't know. It was a little odd. Ron Francis, sorry to cut you off. No, you're good, you're good. But he clearly had some plan that no one was expecting, which was build a strong defensive core that's big and a lot like Mark Bergevin likes. That's big. Like their smallest player. I don't have it in front of me, but I think... Oh, it's probably Vince Dunn. But anyways, like if you're 6'2 on his defense, you're considered small. He drafted big boys. Interesting. But anyways, it's beside the point. They gave money to players. Okay, Jamie Alexiak, I like him. You know what? I think even the money might have been a little too much. I was thinking about it at first. I was like, okay, not bad. But you know what? If you go look at what Adam Larson got, I much prefer Adam Larson than Jamie Alexiak. Yeah. And that's a crazy contract, what Adam Larson got. Mm-hmm. Great contract. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good deal. But, look, you take Giordano. Okay, he could be a captain. He has one year left. You flip him at the deadline, worst case. That's fine. <laughs> you flip your captain at the deadline. Well, I don't think they're going to give him the C, but like, no. if they don't, in the future, he'll be their captain. Right. Yanni Gord, great player. Great whatever. player. $5.1 million. Mm-hmm. He's 29 years old. He's probably not going to play most of the season next year because he needs surgery. Does he? I didn't even know that. Well, he's hurt. Yeah. Okay. So he's probably not going to play a lot. And he's signed until 2025. You know, look, he's a great player. Okay. But I feel like there was guys where that money could have gone into better hands. So just a quick question for you, not to put you on the spot here, Mm -hmm. but if you were Seattle, and I know if we were both Seattle, it would have been a completely different draft altogether. But in this specific pick, who are you taking from Tampa instead of Yanni Gord? Pilot or Kalorn. Okay, that makes sense. I was just curious. So with that being... But those contracts aren't small either. They're not small, but they're less term. Right. Okay. And Yanni Gord plays a style where he can get He's, injured It's easily. a Gallagher style. Yeah, yeah. But again, Yanni Gord, who wouldn't want to have him on the team? Yeah. But again... Great. And debatably for me, one of the better third-line centers in the league. Yeah, or you put that money towards Tarasenko. Right. You know what I mean? He sells you jerseys. And you know what? It, we even talked about it. I think they also missed on like not taking JVR. Could have taken him yeah. if they wanted to. Like you said, Tarasenko. And then we, you know, come to talk about Carey Price. And I don't think they should have taken him. But I just think to me it's debatable. But yeah, I think I still think you know they they definitely thought about it. They definitely thought about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just I don't know. I look at this team and. I'm just going to go over it quickly, but you know, I look at their forwards, Eberly, Gore, Donskoy, Tandev, McCann, Yarncroak, Appleton. I, I like those guys. I do. And I kind of like their top four a little bit. I like their defense. Yeah. I don't mind it. But that forward core. It sucks. Is just not winning you games. And look, if they would have drafted this team with 10 side deals, giving them four second round picks, a few firsts, but they made one. a bunch of thirds, then I would be like, okay, this is fine because you clearly want to build through the draft, which is a very strong strategy. But they didn't. 
So if you're not receiving any picks, if you're not receiving any picks and you just come out with this team, I don't understand how you pass on the opportunity of having a first line of Domi, Drew, and Tarasenko. Yeah, you know what? If you're what? not building through the draft, draft those players. So here's the thing I'm going to say is that... Sorry, instead of a $5 million Gord, a $3.9 million Donskoy, take a shot at Domi, one year left. Drew ain't two years left. You know what I mean? It just makes so much more sense to take guys that are low-risk, high-reward. And they're old. Brandon Tanev's 29 years old, signed yeah. until 2025. Mm-hmm. Well, look at Gord too, right? Same thing. Mm-hmm. And Eberly signed for another three more years at 31 years old yeah. this year. So, you, you know, I don't know. There's a couple players that I do really like, especially with the term and the money. Two yeah. of them being Jared McCann, who I'm a huge fan of, mm-hmm. who I think will be, I'm not going to say one of the better players on the team, but one of the sneaky better players yeah. on the team. And Mason Appleton. And $900,000 at 25 years old. He's an RFA starting like starting next season and he'll probably sign a cheap contract again. And again, he's not a guy that's going to slot into the top six necessarily, but he will have an impact on the third line for very cheap. Again, I'm a huge fan of Adam Larson. I'm a huge fan of taking a shot at Hayden Fleury and even Kale Fleury, Mm -hmm. but the rest, it's just, I'm going to use the word gross. It's a little gross. I just, I don't understand what their strategy was. And look, it could all pan out and we look like idiots in a year or two. Just like we did with Vegas almost, yeah. right? Yeah. But they, they received so many picks where it was like, okay, they want to be bad and build through the draft. But instead, they were extremely good and used those picks to get even better. Anyways, they did make a trade. They didn't, they made one trade, Seattle. They traded Tyler Pitlick to for Calgary for a fourth-round pick. And uh, just a question to you. Are they still $20 million under the cap? Who's this, Seattle? Seattle. That's what I heard, but I don't know if it's true. Their current cap space is $30 million. And their salary cap is 81 their, and a half. Their cap hit is $50 million. 50? Yeah. Okay. So they still have to add, right? A lot. The, the floor is 54? What's the floor? But they have to sign some players here. They have a, few RF, they have a bunch of RFAs. That adds up. Well, they have... Oh. They have... Um, they have a lot of RFAs. Do they? They have... Well, they have done. They have Carson Torniski. Yeah, I see that. Well, they have four RFAs. Dunn, or they have Borgen. And I was listening to like other podcasts, like Steve Dangle's podcast, and they were going through the expansion. They picked some players that are waiver-eligible which we didn't take into account last episode. Like William Borgen from Buffalo. If he doesn't make the team, he gets put on waivers and Buffalo's just going to take him back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's some of these picks that, okay, but why? I wish I could tell you. I really wish I could tell you. Anyways, (laughs) that's another loser, I think, of the expansion draft simply because, like Seattle, because they didn't trade. They didn't make any trades. Well, you, that sorry to cut you off there, but one of the biggest things about Vegas was that you saw, and I'm, I always use this, I always use this example mm-hmm. was when Jonathan Marshall was taken by Vegas yeah. from Florida, 
And immediately, if I'm not mistaken, immediately we found out that Riley Smith was going the other way as well. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I mean, that was a big mistake on Florida's part, and we could talk about that all day long. But regardless, you saw Vegas make moves. They used their mm-hmm. leverage in every single pick they made to the point where, yes, they might have been at the cap floor, yeah. but they made the necessary moves to build a top, I'm not going to say a top team, but a team that can compete. And right now, Seattle's team altogether, without making any trades, is a team that, in my, in my opinion, could be a bottom 10 team in the league easily. Look, obviously, like general managers learn from their mistakes, so it's harder for Seattle to use as much leverage. Very true. But at the same time, you still have that leverage, so lower your prices, because apparently the prices were astronomical to protect certain players. Like the Habs, who wanted to protect Allen. Cost them a first and a third. Are you crazy? But you know what, though? Is that I can't speak on behalf of every team in this in this draft, but I could speak on behalf of a few where there are players that they wanted to protect so desperately to the point where they would have given up the necessary picks. I believe that. I really do. Well, I think their prices were too high. That Seattle. could have been it. That could have been it. Like, look, Philadelphia wanted to get rid of cap space. I'm sure they and they wanted Seattle. to get rid of Voracek, right? I'm sure they called Seattle. What is it going to cost us for you to take Voracek? For you to take Gostas Beer? For you to take JVR? And their price was probably super high. Instead, they go to the Coyotes, a second and a seventh. They get rid of Gostas Beer. That's it. Yeah. Why couldn't Francis take so, that second? So that I, I guess we could we can narrow it down to another loser in this draft would be Ron Francis. I think so. Because I think you're right. I think his prices might have been too high to the point where where teams were like, okay, you know what? Your price is way too high. I'd rather give up this player than give up a first and a prospect, right? Or I'll make deals with someone else. Yeah, absolutely. And just exclu- absolutely. exclude you from the party. Just like a few months ago on July 1st, the Victor Arvidsson deal. A second and a third. Second and a third. Because what do you think Seattle is going to ask for? To like... um. So that Nashville could protect Arvidsson, yeah. they would probably say, "I'm not going to lie, probably again a first and a prospect." Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But I was also going to say because we always have to highlight this on the show, or you mostly do, but I'm <laughs> going to also. The Leafs. Jared McCann. Yeah. <laughs> that is, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> they are a loser in this in this thing, uh, in this expansion draft. Well, it depends who you ask. Well, in my opinion, they did. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Because, well, first of all, first off, they made a great move to. Let me find that trade. Trade for Jared McCann. They gave up, if I'm not mistaken, a seventh-round pick and a second-round prospect. It was Philip Hollander and a seventh-round pick. Who Hollander was drafted in the sef- in the second round. Okay, and so, they already have a crappy prospect pool, so there's another enough. one gone. But keep in mind, Jared McCann is 25 years old on a $3.3 million contract, something that benefits the Leafs heavily. They don't want to take on good players. They want to take on good players for cheap. Yeah. That's what their goal is yeah. because they've locked up way too much money in big names. Yeah. So oh, we, who? I don't even want to start. I don't, don't even I don't want re- to start. I don't recall. There you go. But <laughs> with that being said, I like that move by the Leafs. And yeah. then all of a sudden, they want to protect Kerfoot over McCann. I, I don't get it. I per- But you know what? Some people might tell me Kerfoot is a better player than Jared McCann. Mm-hmm. Now, that's my personal opinion that I think McCann is better. But I could see it both ways. If you look at it, in like a wider perspective, mm-hmm. the goal was Hollander in a seventh to protect Kerfoot. As if you go to Seattle and say, what does it cost to protect Kerfoot? 
and they would have said Hollander in a seventh. Right. Okay. But their price was probably so high that Dubas want to trade for someone else that would make it less like m- make it so that they could protect him for cheaper. That would protect Kerfoot without anyone knowing he's technically protecting Kerfoot. Fair enough. So maybe it was a big brain move. Yeah. It could have been big brain, but, but at the end of the day, I per- we prefer McCann. I, I, you know what? I watched a decent amount of McCann, and he doesn't get praised enough for what he does or what he did on that second line. He, and then once he got his role bumped up when Evgeny Malkin was injured, then he was playing great. He was doing very well in the second line. And not only that, he got bumped to the first power play. He was putting up points. And again, this is in an environment where, yes, he's surrounded by stars. But keep in mind that if you put him on the Leafs, he might give a big bump to that that power play that for some reason continues to struggle. Yeah. <laughs> but now he's going to go to Seattle and, and who knows what's going to happen because he's not surrounded by that type of talent. But maybe he'll have an increased role, I'm assuming. Another loser of the expansion draft, uh, the Nashville Predators. They lost Yarncroc instead of who we thought they were going to lose a big contract in either Johansson and Duchesne. Now they have both of those guys locked in at $8 million. Yeah, that's true. That is true. They're going to have to pay Weber once he retires. I don't know. I think they're losers. And it's, I, don't, I blame them. It's, they shot themselves in the foot trying to build through free agency. But whatever. I don't really have another loser. I don't know if you have another loser. Um... Even though I think he's expensive, <clears throat> I think a loser in the expansion, or just, yeah, in the expansion is um, Tampa Bay. They lost basically their whole third line. Yeah. Which is, and don't get me wrong, they don't have the money to pay these guys mm-hmm. right now, but that line, so the Coleman, Gord, and uh, Goudreau line, yeah. was a huge part of their back-to-back Exactly, cups. yeah. And I just think that like now, they're going to have f- to find guys to replace them. And don't get me wrong, I'm not a, f- I'm not a fan of, because now that Goudreau was paid $3.6 million, which we'll talk about in a sec, mm-hmm. Billy Coleman's going to get four plus. Yeah. So if they're going to pay their third line a combined $15 million, <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. So I say they're a loser. They're a loser in the sense that they lost players that gave them what gave them what, you know, they gave up a first yeah. prospect. They gave them their money's worth or their, or their picks yeah, worth exactly. or their prospects worth. But you can't pay those guys. I so. don't think they're stressing, though. They never do because they can always find those late-round yeah, gems. Exactly. Good for them. Do you want to go through trades now? Cause I, well, unless you want to do winners. Was there a clear-cut winner of the expansion draft? Hmm. I don't think there was. Like a winner? Everyone lost a player. You know who lost to? Who? <laughs> the Edmonton Oilers. Well, the Edmonton Oilers are just losers. In general. I think they might be bigger losers than than Toronto is. Soon. Soon enough, I'm telling you. It's getting sad. It's getting... And you know what? I just want to explain myself quickly It's hard to beat Toronto. It's hard to beat Toronto, but it's also very hard to be two players, Leon Dreisel and Connor McDavid, who arguably are one of the better duos we've seen. You know, they are the best duo we've seen in a very long time. And Ken Holland can't put... A single player to surround them. He cannot do it. And he... I, he's terrible. Sometimes... Old-fashioned 
doesn't work anymore. It doesn't. Okay, you won a bunch of. He went to eleven straight. I don't know. I don't know the exact number, so I'll just throw out eleven. But I don't know the exact number. Playoff series with Detroit. They went crazy. They had that whole dynasty. I don't know if he won with them. I don't. Maybe he did. And I think he has a ring. But he was very good with Detroit. Why did he get fired though? Because they wanted a new identity. And they brought in the best general manager I've ever seen in Stevie Eiserman. He left a Stanley Cup winning team to rebuild Detroit. He goes to Edmonton. And he every offseason does the same thing same over thing. and over same again. Same thing. And Mark, I want to just point something out here. It was the trade deadline of this season. What he said? What he said. Yeah, what an idiot. What he said. And I can't I can't recall exactly what he said word for word, but I know it was along the lines of there was nothing much I could do. No, he also said, well, maybe he did say that. Yeah. But he also said, we don't need to be all in every year. You have Connor McDavid on your team. You have two Hart Trophy winners on your team. You better be all in. When else are you going to be all in? Well, he went, he went to acquire Kulikov and one other player that I'm, that I'm forgetting off the top of my head. And that even, team's so bad. It's really bad, that team. It's really bad. And then the year before, at the trade deadline, they go and get Anthony Siu. And then it's just, they like to get these little players that they think that if they just put next to McDavid, they'll do well. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, more times than not, it will work out. Yeah. But it takes more than one line mm-hmm. of hockey to win to win games and playoff series. Right, Leafs fans? Right? We, <laughs> we both know that. Yeah. We all know that. So with that being said, I mean, year after year, and I mean, now I'm going into the trade slash... Signing yeah, side of things, but they signed Zach, Hy- Zach Hyman to what was it? Was it eight years? Zach Hyman? Yeah. Well, or six it, years? I'm forgetting. No, it's eight years if he signs with Toronto and they flip him to Edmonton. If not, it's seven years because a free agent can't sign eight. He can only okay. sign eight with his team. Fair. So we're either looking at seven, seven or, or eight. eight million mm-hmm. year. Uh, mm-hmm. Eight million. Holy cow! <laughs> years. And he's thirty. And he's thirty. <laughs> at five million dollars a year. So the, ter- the, the money doesn't bother me. It does not bother me. The term does, yeah. The term bothers me a lot. I'm trying to look for their trade. Oh, so we'll stick on Edmonton because if I'm, there, if I'm a fan of the Oilers, I'd be pissed off. They acquired forward Tim Soderlund and defenseman Duncan Keith because Ken Holland still thinks it's 2010 in exchange for Caleb Jones and a third-round pick. And I want to tell you something right now. I'm going to tell you something right now. He had all the leverage in a deal Uh like that. Exactly. Great point. (laughs) They legitimately made it clear, clear as day, that Duncan Keith was not going to be a Chicago Blackhawk at the start of the 2021-2022 season. Mm -hmm. And he went up. He went out and gave up a third. And Caleb Jones, now I don't know what Caleb Jones' history is. I know he's younger, and I know he'll probably have a position in Top either six. franchise. Yeah. But it blows my mind. And they take on on the additional cap. Take on the additional cap. Not just that. Is that Duncan Keith said, I want to play in West Coast Canada because my family lives in Vancouver. Oh my and God. then when he said that, obviously there's the Oilers, there's Seattle technically because they're right. close. And Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Seattle said, no, no, we don't want that guy. Vancouver said, as much as they were tempted, because Jim Benning loves old people, he said, no, no, we're not going to take him. He loves shitty contracts, but we're not going to take him. So who's left? Edmonton. 
It's Edmonton and Chicago. How do you lose a trade knowing you're that the you're the only, only person? You're the only person negotiating. How do you lose it? It's frustrating because sometimes I feel like I could step up there and do a much better <laughs> job, but clearly I'm missing something. I don't understand. Because then, and now I don't want to move on to things too quickly here. Five and a half million for the next two years. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I like Duncan Keith. <laughs> I like him, but holy cow. That money can go. No, but you know, sorry to cut you off, yeah. but I think they could have got away with giving him a fi- them a fifth. Give him the fifth and get <laughs> out of here. What is going on? Peter Shirelli. <clears throat> did such a bad job with the Oilers. He scarred them so bad. For life. That they hired the wrong guy to fix it. Because he's not fixing it. He's just adding on to it. Miko Koskinen contract. He's still getting paid $4.5 million. This is his last year. That's what Shirelli gave him. They just signed Mike Smith to a two-year, $2.2 million contract. He's 39 years old. And that tandem sucks. It's so bad. It's terrible. It's so bad. And don't get me wrong. Go ahead. Go ahead. Their actually. backup goalie is getting paid $4.5 million. Their retirement home goalie is getting paid $2.2 for the next two years. They just got a defenseman who's 38 years old. 38. They still have players like <clears throat> James Neal, Zach Cassian, Kyle Turris, Devin Shore. Okay, you know, maybe not. I'm not going to include those younger guys. But, I mean, you... Have two of the top, you know, the best player in the league, best mm-hmm. player of this decade, arguably. Well, yeah. okay, I'm not going to discount Crosby here, but I'm just saying decade. will be, will yeah. be. And Leon Dreisaitl, who doesn't fall far from that <laughs> ranking. And it's just continue to miss. James Neal, 5.75 for the next two years. Duncan Keith, 5.5 for the next two years. Koskinen, 4.5 this year. And now Smith, 2.2 for the next two. What a waste of money. Could you imagine putting that money into a Dougie Hamilton? Into trading for Seth Jones? Into signing a Mike Hoffman to put next to Connor McDavid? I don't understand. What's the strategy here? And then you have to sign uh, Darnell Nurse. Next, Not this summer, but the next one. And what are, they, uh, what are the odds they signed Alex Chase on? He's a UFA. What are the odds they sign him? He's 30 years old. You're going to sign him eight years. You're going to lock him <laughs> up. But I actually, one thing I'll give them credit for, which is the only thing I'll give them credit for, is I didn't mind the Nuge contract. Wasn't bad at all. Yeah. But again. I mean, the money is not, fine. I don't... I don't think he's... He's not a game changer, Nugent he, Hopkins. He's not. He's he absolutely. doesn't catch my eye. He never does. Okay, he's good. He's good defensively. We'll say he's a good, solid player. At a third He's a line. second line player. Yeah. And he plays in their well, depending on their lines, sometimes he plays third if Drysidel whatever. If is not with McDavid. But anyways, this team is just not good. And their GM is just digging a bigger hole every summer. I don't understand. I really don't understand. We'll go to our next trade. Because now we're at we just did July twelfth. That was the Caleb Jones for Duncan Keith trade. Mm-hmm. Then the Oilers traded Dylan Wells for future considerations. The goalie, who cares? Blockbuster right there. New Jersey got Ryan Graves. You know what? Colorado. I think that was a good deal. I'll tell you why. The just Ryan because, Graves? Yeah. yeah. Just because I think... I'm saying for, for New Jersey's sake. Because mm-hmm. I don't think... I know they gave up a second, which is not... Which is not, like, cheap. But Colorado wasn't going to keep him. 
I mean, yeah. sorry, they Col- were gonna have to expose him. Sakic did a good job in that one. I think I think but it, it was good for both. I think yeah. it was a win-win. One of the devils gonna be good because they've had two first overall picks. Yeah. Now they're picking at four. They're picking at fourth overall. They're probably gonna take Hughes's brother. They're gonna have Luke Hughes, Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer. I just want to read something out quickly if yeah, you don't mind. Is a Twitter notification that I got right now at 1.30. Coyotes are a team to watch today. They have multiple irons in the fire beyond ongoing talks with Boston. Forwards like Garland and Dvorak could have new teams soon enough if AZ can wrap it up. Just putting that out there. Those are I like those two players. I really do. Predictions? Where they're going? Well, I have two teams. I and they're both ha- Canadian. Do you think they're going to go to the same team? No. Okay. Oh, they're both Canadian. I think one of them is going to Boston. I do. Oh, I honestly think OEL is going to go to Boston. That's out of nowhere. I could see that happening too. We'll see. I see Connor Garland in Toronto. I re- Stop. I see Connor Garland. I love Carla- Connor Garland and yeah. now I'm going to hate him. Now you're going to hate gonna him. He's going to turn into a Kerfoot for me. And Christian Dvorak in Montreal. You think so? I'd love it. It'd make sense. Why not? It'd make a lot of sense. I'd Plug him in on you. the third line. And we talked about we talked him on about the podcast. <laughs> Except we thought that he was a UFA. <laughs> exactly. So that'd <laughs> but, be pretty funny. But even at that, I mean, we our, our comments still stand true. Yeah, exactly. So. Anyways. Uh, uh, July 16th, Nick Letty for Richard Panic in a second. I mean, whatever. Whatever. Okay, so this is the... And then the July McCann, 17th, McCann for Hallander in the 7th. So we talked about that. And here's the trade that no one understands. I literally do not understand... Philadelphia every year. So they acquired Ryan Ellis for Philip Philip Myers and former second overall pick, Nolan Patrick. How many defensemen do the Flyers need? I feel like every summer... They have none. But they have none. But when they... Remember when Goss' beer was in his prime? Yeah. And he was basically their third-pairing defenseman. Yeah. Who did they have? They had a stag D. They had Provorov. They had Ghost. They had other guys. I, I know that I know they did too, but I'm curious. Then they drafted Cam York. When they drafted Cam York, I told myself, but why do you need another defenseman? They have so many already. Instead of they should have drafted Caulfield. But now they have Cam York. They just got Ellis. They have Provorov. They traded Myers. They traded Ghost. Are you putting that up now? They're defensive. I'm looking this is in twenty seventeen. Okay. I think Shane... Yeah, Ghost had 65 points that year. Okay. So, like, they had Gudis. Okay. They had, like you just said, uh, Provorov. I love Provorov. Like, I don't know who else they had. They okay, had it was trash. Brandon Manning, Andrew McDonald. I guess Andrew okay, so McDonald... I was completely was... wrong then. I was completely wrong. No, but I remember at one... they had Well, they have Sadheim at At one that point, point but... I feel like they had a top four that was solid. Yeah. they Oh, they had Haig also, like Robert Haig. But nothing crazy, I okay. guess. Okay, well, now they just got Ryan Ellis for Philip Myers, Nolan Patrick. But, okay, I have a question for you because, personally, I think that Nolan Patrick, like, as much as, I guess you could say, he still has a certain amount of potential, I've seen him play, and his style of play to me is not intriguing. Not at all. He's a very big body who could barely skate, and in this day and age, if you can't skate, it's tough. But even going into the draft, I think Philly just took him because... He had so much hype that he was going to go first overall. And New Jersey didn't pull the trigger. They took Heischer. So they were like, well, we have to take this guy because he was supposed to go first overall. And they just mm-hmm. took him. Right. Because he wasn't he wasn't amazing. Like, 
no. going into that draft, he wasn't, wow, look at this guy. Well, the draft itself wasn't... It was very weak. It wasn't a very exciting one. Mm-hmm. Especially if they love defense, they could have taken Heiskanen. But I'm sure they needed a center. They do. They still do need centers, I feel like. Anyways, so Nashville received Myers and Patrick and then flipped Patrick to Vegas for, for Cody, Cody Glass. Glass. That's interesting to me. So now Vegas has traded all their first-round picks mm-hmm. since, well, that inaugural draft. Right. And... I want to like make a comment about this because I'm, I'm not going to say a huge fan, but I'm a fan of Cody Glass. And the reason I say that is because when I've watched Knights games, sometimes he's, he's I think we talked about this, he's mm-hmm. either not in the lineup at all, or when he does get into the lineup due to injury, due to someone else's injury, he plays first line with Stone and Pacioretty. Yeah. There's no in between with him, you know? It was just like Kotkaniemi, who was benched for his game, and then the second he gets back, he plays 22 minutes. Yeah. It's like, where's the in between? I don't know yeah. if that makes any sense to no, you, no, but it anyway, makes sense. Yeah. all I'm saying is that now he's going to Nashville, and I'm not a fan of Nashville's organization at all, and I don't know <laughs> what role he will yeah. have. But if he can maybe get some power play time and some second line minute time, maybe he'll, I think he'll be better than he was in Vegas. Yeah, he can't really sure. get any worse. For sure. We'll move on. We'll skip some of these trades. Yeah, Jason some of them Dickinson, are not really... Yeah. Hill. There's the good Joe trade for yeah. seventh round pick. And I just wanted to talk about the contract. I think it was a contract that... Well, first of all, I think the six years is a lot. I do. Because he is 28. And he's also that type of player. He's like a gourd. He's like a Gallagher. Not to the same extent, but still a grinder and gets into the dirty places. Yeah. So you have to be careful with guys like that. But with that being said, I mean, $3.6 million, I think, for that type of guy is fair. I think he's proven his worth over the past it's couple just, of years. It's the term. It's the term for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The money doesn't bother me. And especially a team like the Rangers who have money to spend, right? So, yeah. not the end of the world. Now the Coyotes, they clearly have a strategy in place. Oh, my God. Where what happened We don't there? give a crap about our organization. We don't give a crap about cap space. We don't even have our first-round pick because we cheated. So, they acquired forward Andrew Ladd who I believe is an LTIR. I believe. I'll double-check that after. Mm-hmm. So they forward Andrew Ladd, a second-round pick in 2021, a conditional second-round pick in 2022, and a conditional third-round pick in 2023. I don't know the conditions. I have no idea what they are. But let's say they got two seconds and a third. And the return, what the Islanders got, nothing. They just so dumped cap. They took Andrew Ladd's contract to get two seconds and a third good on them because they suck so they'll receive they'll receive picks that they don't have because they cheated and just by taking on cap right it's not horrible they clearly have a plan they just did it with goss's beer they received picks and goss's beer for nothing which is good business i guess i'm gonna check a lot right now yeah no worries and um while you're talking about that or while you look that up, mm-hmm. should I look at the next trade? Yeah, you can start it. Let me just find Arizona. This this, this is a one that no, like literally no one understands. A lot like the Ryan Ellis three way deal. The one that I'm about to talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm confused. I am genuinely confused, and I'll tell you why. Okay, go ahead. Then I have my theory. So, well, first I'll announce the trade. Yeah, it was Nadelkovic going to the Red Wings for Jonathan Bernier in a third. Now, Andrew Ladd is on LTIR. Okay. So they're uh, basically just getting picks for a guy to sit on there. Well, hold on. It's injured reserve. It's considered he's not on injured reserve. They still have Hosa there. 
it's buried buried penalty at five and a half so there's something that look i don't understand but it's 4.375 that's being buried on their cap right. i don't understand i don't know what it means but that's what's happening so they took on that cap to receive picks anyways okay but he's not gonna play interesting that's, that's yeah no i, I kind of figured as much mm. but whatever i feel like the coyotes have done those deals quite often like in the past yeah. too. i've seen it like with the hosa thing too right now they have 24 million dollars in cap space so use that cap space to receive picks well on them yeah good for them but this nadelkovich trade yeah I'll tell you why it confuses me, and then you'll give me your theory. Yeah. Because I read up on it a little bit. Not my, too much, a my, little bit. My theory's funny. Okay. I, so, it's not, <laughs> so it's not serious. Well, it's pretty serious, but it's not funny. It, I, it is actually, funny. Actually, I, I, I'm going to guess your theory after because I heard the okay. same thing. Okay. I, saw, I think I saw the Twitter comment. It's probably I, not, but okay. Okay. <laughs> um, You're but all me. I'm going to say is that Nedeljkovic played the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He was a Calder finalist. His numbers were amazing. His numbers were top of the league. Mm-hmm. With that being said... They did not want to pay him the money. Yeah. And you're probably thinking, team like Carolina has cap space. What money? This must be some big money they don't want to pay him. <laughs> well, the Red Wings signed him to three years at $3.5 million a year. And now the Hurricanes are with Mrazek, who is a UFA, and Jonathan Bernier, who... UFA. UFA as well. Yeah. So I don't get it. I don't know why the Hurricanes wouldn't have signed him. I don't know why they didn't want to sign him. It's beyond me. Now, Stevie Y looks like the best GM of all time. He really does because he's yes. done these. He's made these moves quite frequently. But I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the theory that I heard, and I don't believe it. But I heard this. GMs like the ones, like the Hurricanes GM, mm-hmm. and in this case, is intimidated by a guy like Stevie Y because. They're starstruck by, you know, who he is and what the and the name that he holds. And he's played in the NHL and he has such a big name surrounding him. So Don Waddell, sixty-two years old, by the way. That's their GM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should you should switch him up. See what he looks like. I'm okay. <laughs> but now that's that was just a Sean. So, someone actually legitimately tweeted that and said yeah. like because Stevie Y and who's the other GM that I that is also played in the NHL but he's not Ron Francis but. I'm thinking of another There's name. There's a few. Like, you know what team? No, just name me a, f- a couple. Anyway, uh, people think that these that these other GMs are like intimidated by these bigger named guys who have Rob played Blake. in the NHL before. Rob Blake? LA? See LA? Just in general. Like people think that they'll make moves just to be on good terms with... Mark Se- Bergevin? <laughs> All-star. <laughs> All-star. But you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. It, it's a weird deal and it bothers me a little bit because, you know... Why wouldn't a team like like the Oilers make that exact same deal? They're struggling goaltending wise. They have two they've like you said they have an old folks home in the back of their net <laughs> or in the in their crease. And and Alex Nedeljkovic in my eyes and the way I've seen him play maybe he's a little bit a tad overrated. He had inflated stats, but I still do think that he is the future of goaltending or one of the futures of goaltending. And for what? The Carolina Hurricanes are cheap. Oh, very, very. And because of their new owner, Tom Dundon. This guy showed up when Svechnikov was drafted. What was that, 2018? Tom Dundon showed up in 2018. And ever since then, this is the guy who showed up on the draft floor in a tracksuit and a cap. 
he showed up in a tracksuit and a cap instead of a suit. Because he's the type of guy, like, I don't care. I just have the money. I'm going to do whatever I want. He's cheap. And this organization was put in the gutter financially because of Mark Bergevin. And there's my theory. Oh, God. The Aho offer sheet has screwed them over until that contract is done. Because of the bonuses he put into that contract. He maxed out every bonus that Jeff Molson is able to pay because of ticket sales and because right. of whatever merchandise. What Carolina can't pay. They couldn't pay his bonuses that first year. They lost. I'm pretty sure this is actual an actual thing. They lost all their ticket sales the first year. To pay Aho. Aho. To pay just Aho. Because of wow. those bonuses. And that's besides his... His contract of $8 million, that was just in bonuses. And ever since then, they have been losing players and not wanting to pay players because they can't. And because they're cheap and they're afraid of what could happen, offer sheets or whatever. Well, someone's got to offer sheets fetch this year then. Right now, their highest paid goalie is getting paid $867,000. They're all UFAs. Yeah, but if you go down to their... Oh, oh, to yeah, their minors. That's, that's their only goalie they have, technically. $867,000 for a team that if they had a goalie, right? If they had a goalie, this team goes far into the playoffs. Well, N- and they N- don't Delkovich understand. is that guy. This organization doesn't understand that you need goaltending to win. Tampa Bay had their goaltending. They won. Pittsburgh had their goaltending when they went back-to-back. They won. You need goaltending. You need... It's not, Sorry, I just want yeah. to cut you off here. It's not about having the best goalie. It's just about having a hot goalie. And in this case, but they keep rotating goalies. And, you need a consistent it, one. Yeah. And also, I mean, with that being said, with that whole Aho thing, and I and you know, you, you said I was going to make fun of you. I think it's a legitimate mm-hmm. a legitimate case to make. I think the that, Habs screwed them over. And, and they're cheap. So adding cheap into having no money isn't a good combination. But now think about it now. If what your if your theory holds true, mm-hmm. Someone should absolutely go offer sheets fetch. He's an RFA. And they should. Because they should. because whoever you said their owner, I forget his Tom name. Tom Dundon. Tom Dundon. If he's he if he is cheap to that point, he will not give not. Svetch the bonuses again. Or he will not give the same bonuses that he gave to Aho to, to Svetch. Won't happen. I'd give I'd give four first round picks for Sveshnikov. The max compensation. Oof. If you're if you're the Habs and you know your picks for the next four years are gonna be right now it's thirty one or thirty, whatever. Let's just of, say 20 of Arizona. 20, right. Then the next one's 25. Hopefully. And you're 27. And you're in the 20s. Maybe the lowest, you go, the lowest you go is 20. We'll say. Right. Worst case scenario. Okay. And you have Shvechnikov. Second overall pick. And he's You know what I mean? And you offer him $9 million. Which he is worth. Because he wants is- short-term deals. So nine, four years, $9 million. They're not going to be able to accept that because right now they're losing Dougie Hamilton sorry because Douglas <laughs> Douglas Dougie Hamilton his name's not actually Douglas is it? I think it is is it actually well I don't know if I think Dougie is like short oh. for Douglas anyways they're losing Hamilton because they don't want to pay him and because they can't they're going to lose Martinuk or for them hopefully they don't because he's a huge piece of them of that team on and off the ice I don't know this team is just cheap but but you know what? If they weren't cheap, they they're a great hockey yeah. team. If they're not cheap, and if they didn't get screwed over by the Habs, happy days. But whatever. 
But also, I just wanted to know because we're we're here, and I got this notification. I tweeted, hearing Philadelphia is one team pursuing Rasmus Ristolainen from Buffalo. Let's see where it goes. Just like you mentioned before, they like to pursue defensemen out the wazoo. They just continue to pursue defensemen. That's fine, Ristolainen. He was low on the Habs um, checklist anyways for defensemen, apparently. Right. I don't mind him. David Savard's on that he, list. For the Habs? Yeah. I heard no, that yesterday. Not a fan. Not a fan. If it's the right price, sure. I'd rather just align him personally. Yeah, but look, if you have if you add Savard for cheap, he's not he better not be the guy that replaces Weber. They still need a guy to replace Weber. Better not be Savard. Then I won't be happy at all. But if you add him and a top four defenseman, okay. Whatever. Right. Anyways, you want to continue with the trades? Yeah, because sure. Because we went on a bit of a Carolina we rant. We don't have many left. We just have the Gossip beer one that we talked about before. Yeah. So okay, so that's it. Yeah, and then the Pitlick the one pit that we also one we talk about. So, but um, um, also, I just wanted to note because I saw this tweet yesterday. I don't know how, how much of a credible source it was, mm-hmm. but I, we did talk about it before we started. Um, there are legitimate rumors that, that uh, Hoffman could sign with Montreal this offseason. Yeah. Now, we're not going to go, we're not going to go out and, and claim to you guys that Hoffman is still what he, I'm not going to say what he used to be, but I'm not going to say that he has that same jump in his step. But he's still a very, very capable goal yeah, scorer. Yeah. And with that being said, signing him to a contract could be beneficial to this team. Mm-hmm. Now, for the right price, do not want to overpay like a guy like him or give him... It's not even about the money necessarily. It's more about the term in this case, yeah. right? And I don't think it'll be long because of his age and because of his uncertainty. Right. So with that being said, I think... I talked to Mark before and we both kind of came to a conclusion that he had a little bit less money, same term, Mm -hmm. but I was thinking two at five. He was thinking one or two at four and a half. half. Yeah. So, you know what? I think that would be a great ad. He would slot into the top six and he would slot in on the top power play. And before I let you make uh, your your remarks on this comment, Mm -hmm. I just want to, I just want to say that I I had him in fantasy this season and I watched games. Did I trade him to you? Yes, oh, you, you did. trade him to me. No, I gave him to you. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. And and then he started to do a little better, and, and then, then he, fell off a cliff. Then he again. fell off. Hard, but you know yeah. what the reason for that is? <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, their their coach Barube, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, Barube, yeah. They brought him in, and everyone was like, "Wow, he's going to slot into their top six, top power play." He ended up playing most of the season on the third line, mm-hmm. averaging twelve and a half minutes a game, and played second power play. Now, if you're expecting to get production out of a player by giving you that type of player that type of deployment it's not gonna happen i'm sorry it's not gonna happen just like putting kotkaniemi on the third line is not ideal for this franchise or for him as a player right and he still scored 17 goals right 17 with the blues 29 with the panthers the year 36 with the panthers 22 26 29 27 He's always put up 20, more than 20 goals except for last season. Mm-hmm. And again... And it was a shortened season. Ex- in a shortened season. And again, he was he never really had the chance to play with O'Reilly yeah. and Schwartz and Shen. He, he didn't. So with that being said, I mean, put him alongside KK and Anderson. What's your projected top six next year for the Habs? Oof. Well, that's depending on who we sign, right? Because right, well, top six, well, I, I think guess, it's I guess because Drew Wayne's going to come back. I don't think they get... A top tier forward. You don't. I don't think like, do. but Ho- Hoffman. Oh, like he's like top six. He's like yeah. an average. But I'm okay. talking about like a big fish Landeskog type player. Yeah, neither do I because they never do. They never. They do. never do. No one wants to come to Canada. And the second it, 
it's not even Canada, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's more people don't mind going to Toronto. Yeah. Clearly, like, I mean, again, those guys were drafted. It's all it's always players who were born in Scarborough or all those <laughs> places yeah. outside of Ontario, of Toronto. I'll I'll say my projected top six. I'll start with the first line being. This is tough because again, it depends on the center ice position, right? Right. Like, let's say if it's. Let's say it's Suzuki, Kotkaniemi, Stahl. Let's just say. I don't think it will be. as well, Hold on, where's Jake Evans and all this? Oh, Jake Evans is still there. But I'm saying as... Those are your centers, your four centers. Okay. Who knows? It might be Dvorak in there. Right. There might be someone else that we don't know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But right now, these are the guys that were on the team and Dino won't do you, be there. Okay. So do you, I don't think Stahl's going to be back. Like, yeah, I really do, I. do not. I, and, I don't, and I don't hope so either. I don't think he will. Like, set. Not even. I don't, I no, don't no. like his play that much. I don't, like, I don't think he's going to be back. I don't want him to be back. He ruined the, development. Um, yeah. Jake Evans, right? Yeah, he ruined all that center ice. Whatever. So we'll say our first line, Suzuki, Caulfield, and Drouin. That, okay, that's your first projected line. Or Suzuki, Caulfield, Toffoli. That's what I was going to say. Just yeah. because I think... Even though they yeah. split them up for the last couple of games, I, I do think that the chemistry ultimately is there. It was just a question of like shaking things up because they were down 3 nothing. But if Drouin comes back in training camp and starts flying... But I would put Drouin with Anderson and KK. Early on in the season, Anderson had a lot of um, had a lot of success with Drouin. Yeah, or KK, Anderson, Mike Hoffman. That would be crazy too. But then where does Drouin slot in? Or where He's- does Toffoli go? I guess Gallagher's still there too. Gallagher's we can't on your third. That. Gallagher's on I'm your a, third. Imagine. I'm, oh, I'm liking this now. Gallagher, Mark. Evans, Drouin. No, listen to this. Can I give you my top nine Go that ahead. I would love to see? Go ahead. You're going to like this, okay? Okay. I got the same line. I got Suzuki, Caulfield, Toffoli. Okay. My second line. <laughs> my second line yeah. is Hoffman. Yeah. Hoping he signs. Yeah. Anderson and KK. Okay. Third line. Yeah. Gallagher. Evans. Not even. Really? I was going to say Christian Dvorak. Okay, yeah. That's in a perfect scenario. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. But I, that's what I'm giving you. <laughs> okay. Imagine Dvorak, Gallagher, and Drouet. Drouet. Wow. I know it's a little weird, that line. But regardless, I mean, imagine that top nine. It's solid yeah. as hell. And your fourth line, you have Perry, Armia, and Evans. Ooh, I like that. And where does and Lekkanen could be an extra if you want. Or we just don't sign him and save a little bit of money. Poor Palin. I say, honestly, flip Palin. I've been saying it. I would, I would, sorry to cut you off, but I would do like our first round this year and paling for something. I've been saying it for like two years now, even though he had, he had a very good year last year in Laval. I just don't see him ever having a strong role in this team. Neither do I. I don't see it. I don't either. Now on defense. Well, I don't think we should go defense. No, I don't even want to try it. I want to see, obviously Dougie Hamilton. I don't think it's going to happen, but, but maybe, maybe the Habs will flip for Fitz Dunn. That I'd like. I'd yeah. like that a lot. Why you, not? I know if, like, if you still with um, St. Louis, they couldn't come with a Lekkonen type deal for Dunn. Especially since they were exposing him to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, like, with that being said, I mean, I feel like they, it would, I feel like it would have been a similar situation to what the Leafs did with McCann. You know what I mean? Yeah. They want to protect someone else, so, and they don't really care for Dunn, so they'll kind of take anything they can get. And I mean, what if what if they even offered like, I know it might be a little bit of an overpay, but what if they even offered Peeling in a third? Yeah, it's a bit of an overpay, but but you'd get him. Mm-hmm. 
Anyways, that's our dream lineup, obviously. That's our dream lineup. That would be nice. It'd be and then nice the to defense, see. we'll see what happens. And the goalies, will see what happens too. Because if Price doesn't play, mm-hmm. which is what is being anticipated right now, do they rock Primo and, and Allen? Yeah. Does Primo become the starter? Probably not, but that would be cool. Yeah, there's a lot of question because, marks. You know, I have a quick question. What if Primo comes in, he starts as backup? Yeah. Now he plays a game, has a great game. They play him <laughs> a second game, he has another... I'm just going to... Not in a perfect okay. world. He has a losing game, but a Winning but a effort. good game. Okay. Good effort. Yeah. Then he goes... And then and then they're like, okay, this guy's starting to solidify himself. Solidify yeah. himself. Then he starts to start. And then it's to the point where they question what they should do with Carey Price next offseason. Now, I'm looking way too ahead in the future here, but I'm just... Because now, now is technically Primo's time to make a statement. I don't think so yet. Okay, fair enough. I'd like to see Primo... Please don't tell me it's Charlie Lindgren. I'm going to lose no, no, my no. mind. I think it's going to go free agent route. I'd like to see Caden Primo start in Laval the whole year without these call-ups, taxi, none of that yep. crap. Start the whole year and do a full playoff run as a starting goaltender in Laval. Because this year, I think Laval was going to win it all if there was a playoffs, okay, but yeah, there was no playoffs enough. in the HL. And that would have been amazing for players like Caden Primo to feel you're the man, you're the guy we need to win us a championship. And that's what I think he needs instead of bouncing up and down different rosters, being the backup, right. all that crap. Anyways, right. we'll, do our, we'll do our sponsors because we're getting towards the end of the episode. So once again, this episode is brought to you by World's Best Media. So check Nick out on Instagram. It's World's Best Media without the O. He does great promotional photos and videos for any business, for anything you need. So go check him out on Instagram, World's Best Media without the O. And also, we would like to take the time to shout out our good friends at Signature Pro. They have put together weekly memorabilia charity auctions that include a variety of items with star bids of $10, $5, and even $1. Every Friday, auctions begin, which lasts till the following Wednesday at 8 p.m., and 15% of the proceeds are donated to a new charity every week. Since the beginning of 2021, they've given back $2,046 per week. Make sure to visit them at signaturepro.bidandraise.com to start bidding now. That's signaturepro.bidandraise.com. I needed to report this. Yeah, I saw you shaking in your chair. Like, <laughs> I know. What's going on? No, I was excited because it was the first time that I've ever reported live news, but Ristolainen is going to Philadelphia wow. for Robert Hag and potentially a first-round pick. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. So another defenseman. Another defenseman. They're bulking up. They're trying to give Carter Hart as much protection as possible because he needs it. Poor guy. Did I you see a potential terrible. first? Yeah. Oh, good for Buffalo. Good for them. You know why I say that? Because, well... Was it Kevin Weeks? I am not shouting this guy out, but I am not a fan. Who is but this? You're looking, you're looking at him, but I'm not a fan of this. Oh. Whatever. I was about anyway, to say it. <laughs> um, de- tracking in the direction of the Sabres, obtaining another first-round pick as a part of a, a Ristolainen trade, teams involved. So I don't know if that's... Conf- like, I think... Because they're saying that they're determining draft picks, so it could be. But we'll so, see. Yeah. But you so, know what? Yeah, I agree. Good for Buffalo. I think, I think as long as they do get picks... It's worth it for Buffalo mm-hmm. because Ristolainen is also taking up a shit ton of cap. Yeah. Excuse my language, <laughs> and to boot, you're also in the dumps. So yeah. you might as well get some picks. And I think Hag is a younger defenseman, mm-hmm. and Ristolainen hasn't really had much success. There. Yeah, Ristolainen's off the board. There we go. That's our first trade, like live, right? Our yeah, it is. Yeah, action or breaking news, I guess. Anyways, we'll end it off on this. 
Next episode might be a special one. We don't want to say what it is. Yeah, we're not going to spoil it. But we'll just maybe in case put it doesn't happen, on... we don't want to spoil. Maybe we'll put something on Instagram like right before we yeah. do it. Yeah. So next episode might be a special one. So be sure to tune in. We're still trying to figure out the YouTube stuff because I know a few episodes we said that this episode will be on YouTube and it wasn't. We had some technical difficulties yeah. with the audio and whatever, our lip syncing and yeah. <laughs> so we're going to try for the next episode because we want to make sure it's a good one. And we want to uh, make sh- sorry to cut you off. We just yeah. really want to make sure that our first episode on YouTube is like not. S- I don't want to say something to remember, but something that like is a staple, like that we'll remember as our first yeah. episode. And with that being said, we'll see you next time. Thank you guys so much.